All right, Doug. Yep. Everything's been canceled. All right. I guess I just wasted my time getting ready for this podcast then. <laughs> Everything's been can- Well, we won't cancel the podcast. Oh. Okay. But we're going to have to figure out now what we're going to be doing it on. But we'll talk about that, I guess, now here on the new issue of Retcon, the Essential Comic Cast. <laughs> cats and kittens out there welcome to a new issue of retcon the essential comic cast do you like my plug there you said i did you so uh you didn't so tiger king the documentary you Mm -hmm. saw it didn't you i did yes go ahead i want you i I, I, like this is what this is this was kind of a shocker to me this was more of a shocker than everything else has been a shocker you didn't like it i did not how did you not like that? It got old, man. I don't even, honestly, I don't even know if I saw it all the way through to the end. I saw it all the way through to the last episode, probably like halfway through, but I kind of trailed off on it. And usually when something like that happens, I'll go back and finish watching it, but I don't really care to. My wife keeps putting it on play, and I'm like, it's stupid. It's so stupid. But oh, go ahead. That was amazing. I, I, I don't binge much, but I binged it. Uh, nah, I couldn't. No. I mean, I did binge it. I did binge it, but I can't put my stamp of approval on it. Well, it's one of the few things that uh, I've been able to watch and enjoy lately because, uh, you know, a lot of things have been going on. The world is in an interesting place right now. Mm-hmm. Um, nice nice wind of change is happening and growth. I guess. I think. Yeah. This is one way you can put it. But, yeah, um, the virus, this, this virus that maybe we should not name it, um, has changed up a lot of things as of just... Uh, I want to start off a little bit by talking about this, because originally we were going to talk about the movie Bloodshot. Yes. That was supposed to be the next issue. Yeah. And now, obviously, because of everything going on and us being responsible humans, unlike so many fucking other people in this world. Correct. However, I do want to point out, we are together doing this podcast and we don't live together. Right. Well, <laughs> um, let's. Well, we can touch on that, though. I, for example... I, in the, in the, with the exception of this moment, I only interact with like four human beings. Yeah, me too. And even on, that's even like my, my standard aside from, you know, <laughs> work or school or whatever you got to do. And those people don't interact with other people either. And so it's like the only other time I have to do it is I have to be on caution whenever I go out in the public. Yeah, me too. So I, I run errands um, about every other day. There might be a couple of days where I went out in a, in a row, but I'm just like literally running up to the grocery store and grabbing something real quick. Or like today I had to run an errands because I had to give my keys and my parking pass back to the job I formerly had that I lost because of this. Yes. Um, I, I mean, I, I sanitize my hands constantly, my wallet, my phone. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm, well, that's the thing, you know, you know, as well as I do, because we both come from restaurant industry. I'm not a face toucher anyway. Right. So luckily, like I've got that trained in myself. So wherever I'm in public, I don't I don't touch my face, and I'm very conscious about like keeping a distance mm-hmm. and, and anything that I do touch. To where like I open up my car door, sanitize my hands, and then like you know I'll, I'll wipe down my car mm-hmm. door just to make sure I'm not cross contaminating anything. And like, right. It's crazy though because there's so many people that don't do any of these things. No, I mean just in normal everyday life they don't do it. It's like. Don't, if, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of people in America that actually think the five second rule or three second rule when something touches the ground is an actual rule that yeah. it's okay to cook or make something that was only on the ground for three seconds. And these are the type of people that, you know, are not staying in their house right now when they're being told to. The type of people who are not, who are not social distancing themselves mm-hmm. are the same type of people that, that lose recess time from everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's I saw a meme that was that way. I was like, I feel like I'm losing recess time because of other people not being able to follow the fucking rules. Yeah, I uh, not to get in too much detail, but I had a conversation with uh, a creditor recently, um, and I was just talking to him, and I was just I went off because I was like, through no fault of my own, nothing that I did, I lost my job, and now you're being this unreasonable. I ended up getting what I wanted in the end, but. Um, well, I mean, kind of yeah, that's, it's insane. Like people are actually, believe it or not, 
they were actually understanding, which is the first time I've ever dealt with with a creditor was understanding. I don't want people to think I don't pay my bills. I do, but everybody's had to talk to a creditor. So yeah, no and problems. my uh, I actually have a friend who was not dealing with child support mm -hmm. because, um, but he was dealing with paying child support back that was owed. Mm -hmm. So this is like the children are cared for. He's mm -hmm. just paying back money. And he just received a notice in the mail that due to the virus, they're not going to suspend his license. And he's like, why would you suspend my license if I'm paying back right. anyway? It's just, it's a, some of this shit's insane. But Hold on. Uh, on. That's even bigger, a bigger issue because it, in child support in general. Yeah. How the fuck are you going to take someone's driver's license away that can't pay child support? There's a difference mm -hmm. between can't pay and won't pay. And in Tennessee, the father gets nothing. Which, oh, I... Which I would say is probably nationwide. I've been down lots of legal roads in my time. And let's say that I've met some people along the way because I've had to spend certain time in certain places. Okay. And, but however, I found there was this one place I was at. It was 50% child support people that were in jail. And I was like, what the... F why? How are you supposed to... Now, I understand. Again, there's a difference between... Being able to pay, not being able to pay, and refusing to pay. Right. Um, but but I don't. Under, I never understood the, yeah. the idea that they do in this state where they take away a license for something like that. Because how are you supposed to pay for a thing if you can't? If you don't have a means to even go to a job to do it. Right. Yeah, locking people up should be the last option sometimes around here. I mean, there's ways we can punish people without locking them up and make them do what they're supposed to be doing the right thing, I guess. I don't, I don't have a suggestion, but just, I don't know why in this country the solution is that. Let's just lock them up. Yeah, that's because it's money. Right. I did see an article the other day, uh, last week, um, so I don't know if I've ever directly stated this. I'm from the St. Louis area, so I learned, yeah. I, I had a lot of St. Louis like news and stuff in my, my timeline feeds. So one thing that they said was St. Louis City Jail was uh, at 817 inmates, which is 43, 50, which at the time was 53 below capacity, Okay, which is like unheard of. To be below capacity? Yeah, I did a an involuntary tour of the St. Louis County facilities once, and they, let me tell you, there was about a thousand people in a gym there because there was nowhere else to go. Jesus. And they're, not only do they not have those thousand people in the gym anymore, they're 53 below capacity because of the coronavirus. They're letting all low-level offenders out. They're, you know, if you're just there on bond and can't afford your bond for uh, like a nonviolent crime or something, they don't, they're trying, I've read uh, an article, there's a lot of law enforcement places that are trying to keep the jails empty because if you think about it, those things are just, a, it's just a hot spot waiting to happen. It's a Petri dish. Yeah, exactly. Petri dish. Thank you. That's exactly what nursing homes and jails are. That's what gets me about this. Somehow, somehow like me being, I don't know, introverts, I have introvert tendencies, I'll say. Um, but this virus is making, you know, like all of a sudden people are talking about healthcare. All of a sudden people are talking about you know, stimulus checks. All of a sudden people are talking about, uh, you know, like this, we're going to lower that. We're going to lower the amount of people we're keeping in jail because of this problem. We're, we're like, we're not going to prosecute low level offenders. Suddenly it's like humans are allowed to be right. human. Suddenly we all, all of a sudden have the ability to be able to do all these things, but we didn't before. No. Now I just want to say on my side, I'm not being political whatsoever. I'm just being common sense right here when I'm right. talking, what should be common sense. So if anyone's taking this politically, I apologize. That's not the point I'm trying to make. No, I'm trying to be I'm just political. saying, let's use some common sense here. Let's get the highly susceptible people away from people. Let's do good things for our people when we can afford it in this country. Let's just do the right thing, man. Yes. Come on. Yeah. You have a sign up in your house. Always do the right thing, even when no one is watching <laughs> Dude, I didn't even realize that was there. But honestly, that's how I live. I really do. I try to always do the right thing. I don't. I try not to lie to people. And I just wish I'm not perfect. And I'm not trying to say that I am. Obviously, I'm also saying this in five minutes ago talking about spending time in jail. So right. I'm not perfect. But just try to treat people normally, man. When this country is ran from an aspect of trying to do the right thing as opposed to trying to make money, better things will happen. I agree. Because this is quite clear that like... This is all dependent upon us. Like we're in this together. Um, it, it's not a, it's not a me thing. It's an us thing. So this is something that we need to consider going forward. Mm -hmm. You know. So 
I don't want to dwell on that any any more than we have to now. But yep. uh, sorry, I saw a cop drive by outside. And They've been just, patrolling a lot lately. I'm just waiting on, dude. I'm telling you, it's beginning to smell a lot well, like martial law out there. Well, my neighborhood in particular, because just for uh, to put it out there, I live a block away from the tornado that hit three weeks ago, which right. I'm sure you've seen some of the damage driving through my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. A lot of those houses out there are covered in tarps because they still don't have their roofs on them. Mm-hmm. And so right now with what's going on, I imagine the cops are worried about looting. And it's a legitimate concern in my neighborhood, in particular for those houses that don't even, I mean, sure, lock the front door. There's no roof. Right. Uh, and- but it's a, it's a real problem right now in the neighborhood that I'm in. With this coronavirus coming, like right, literally six days after I got power back, mm-hmm. literally 13 days after one of the worst natural disasters in Nashville's history, and Everyone lose their job. Driving through the country, I see so many people. Um, and I like this is the daunting way that I see it is like knowing that there's a virus that's spreading that's not going to affect everybody. But it, I mean, let me rephrase that. It's not going to, it may not directly affect you personally, but it can affect so many people. Um, I've seen so many people today in parks, I've seen people at creeks playing together, I've seen people just completely ignoring the the truth of what something like this mm-hmm. is. And then you drive through Nashville and you see where so many things have still been destroyed by the tornado. It's been a little heavy on the heart mm-hmm. lately. Um, but the, is. The, one of the bigger prices to pay um, for, you know, people like us uh, a few days ago, it was just announced from diamond comic distributors that they will not be shipping new comic books to retailers um, until further notice. I mean, that's a pretty big blow. Yeah, Steve Geppi, the chairman and CEO of uh, Geppi Family Inter- Enterprises, who owns D- Diamond, says, product distributed by Diamond and slated for an on-sale date of April 1st or later will not be shipped to retailers until further notice. Um, so for now, the company will continue to ship reorders. Um, free comic book day has been indefinitely postponed, and mm-hmm. that's the first Saturday of May. And, uh, Wait, what is Free Comic Book Day? Free Comic Book Day? It's a it's a comic book shop. You call me like I should know. <laughs> I, I am. This is, there's some judgment. But uh, the first Saturday of May is Free Comic Book Day. It's a national uh, thing that, that most comic books, most, most comic, not all of them, um, but most comic book shops participate in where you get to go there. A lot of, like, Diamond teams up with Marvel, DC, Image, Boom. I mean, a lot of the bigger indie guys too, Dark Horse, mm-hmm. Black Mask, you know, further down the hole. And they provide free books. They, they publish like introductory things, like mm-hmm. small things, you know, uh, people come together and make these little things. Oh, nice. And it's just to help promote the entire industry. It's to promote mm-hmm. the local comic shop. Gotcha. Um, there, you know, like back in Retcon Earth One, we went to Free Comic Book Day and had a booth set up and we did some oh. giveaways and stuff like that. Uh, down at Rick's Comic City, which is a big shop here in Nashville. Um, but like they've announced, they're not getting any more books. Um, you know, and they're, they're trying to find ways. I will say there's some companies that are trying to find ways to, to, to help your local comic shop. One thing that I really admire is Black Mask uh, Studios. I want, I really want, it would be admirable for Marvel, DC, and some of the others uh, to, to set this example as well. But Black Mask, you can go online mm-hmm. and order directly from them. Mm-hmm. When you do that, you can name your local comic shop, and they will they will donate half of the proceeds to your local comic shop so, to help them during this time. Gotcha. That's that's actually really that's actually really cool. That's very cool. Yeah, um, I thought you were just going to say they just had a donation page on there, but what they're doing is actually even better because they're making sure that the money from the sale is getting to them. Mm-hmm. You're not relying on people to you know donate. Mm-hmm. You're not giving people the free will choice. Yeah, it's well, like, buy it's the like comic, buy the stuff directly from us. Tell us who, tell us who your guy is. We'll make sure that your guy's going to be there for you whenever the inevitable, you know, turn from this this situation happens. So what you're saying is, what got shut down was the distributing to the comic book shops, not the production of comics in general. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So um, Marvel, DC, for example, well, let's just go with Marvel. Marvel is an in-house studio. Mm-hmm. They have their own. They have their. They have their publisher. They have their editors. They have um, their writers, mm-hmm. their artists. They all get th- these people create a comic book. The comic book is then printed mm-hmm. by Diamond mm-hmm. and shipped out by Diamond. Gotcha. So whenever you go to like a comic book shop, if you get uh, their catalog, 
which is showing you all of the books that are coming out over the next month. Every month they get one for free. A lot of comic shops, in my experience, have will give you one of these catalogs for free if you request one. Other comic shops will sell them to you for two or three bucks. But uh, it's a just like a two-inch paid, two-inch thick book every month that's just filled with all of the comics, all of the comics, all the promos, everything is slated to come out. And but it's not just comics; it'll also be um, things from Sideshow, a lot of collectibles, all those kind of things. So people that really want to collect and want to pre-order these types of things, they're given they're given like the skew for it, you mm -hmm. know. So that way they can say, "I want this item," and it can be chosen for them. So that way, whenever the shipment comes out, it comes to that person. Uh, but the, that company, because of you know, mm -hmm. the, because of this current crisis, is not is shutting down production. Side question, real quick. Sideshow, sideshow, yeah, like sideshow collectibles. It's a big company that makes a lot of the statues and stuff that gotcha. I see. Okay. So, uh, needless to say, I don't know. None of us know what the comic book industry is going to look like mm -hmm. tomorrow. Um, but uh, it, obviously, these things are going to continue on. I know. Marvel is Marvel has digital distribution. Mm -hmm. DC does. Image does in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, it's, I don't think there I, there might be a service that you could monthly service you can pay for from Image, but I downloaded it and it looked like you could. I thought you had to buy it. Well, yeah, there's things like Comicsology, which yeah. is a which is like a platform that a lot of comic book publishers or comic book yeah comic book publishers use to distribute digitally. Um, I know Marvel has made that in house now because you know it's been a while. But Image, for example, they, you know, uh, who is it? Their, uh, their publisher, Eric Stevenson, put out an open letter to everyone explaining, like, how they're trying to do what they can to, to change, change their game plan, change the things that they're, that they're producing just to lower, like, it lower the, lower the demand, or lower the mm -hmm. supply, the, or lower the amount of things that are getting shipped out to, to anywhere which it doesn't seem like anything is is now but even for direct market you know direct market would be the people that go you, you go straight to the publisher and you buy your book you get a you know in other words your comics come to your door and there's no UPC code on them mm -hmm. um, so the direct market people they're they, you know like images said that they're not going to be doing any reprints they're not going to be doing any of these things to try and uh, lower their footprint in all of this madness mm -hmm. um, and they're trying to encourage everyone else. And they, to quote him, he says, Image may be the third largest comic publisher in the United States, but percentage-wise, that's a long way from number two. Mm -hmm. So, despite reacting to the crisis facing our retail partners quickly and with the best of intentions, we are one publisher. And while many stores do rely on our books for their businesses, we are but a piece of the overall sales pie. And this was from Image. Image, okay. Image Comics. Um, well, yeah, I mean... Did, I mean, so if they're still putting out com uh, content, you can still go digital. And there's one that we, we still needed to hit on. If you have access to it and your local library does. And you know, can sign up for a library card online in most places. There you go. You can get Hoopla. Now, it's only 15 borrows a month, but, you know, they do the trade paperbacks. Sometimes mm -hmm. they'll have the full, like, omnibus that you can get. So you can get, like... Um, I just uh, read the whole Injustice line, which we'll get to later, year one through year five. And that was twelve. That was ten um, borrows, I think, on Hoopla. The way it worked out. Yeah, but you read the entire line. But I read the entire line and read some other things too, mm -hmm. because of the way you know they had they had everything on there. So highly recommend Hoopla. If I don't know how it works with all the public libraries it across does the support, country, it does support public libraries as so, well. Right. So um, I know we have it here in Nashville, but definitely look into your local library. That's something you can get for free on your. Uh, I know Hoopla. Is, Hoopla is available through most. And when I say most, I want to say all metropolitan area libraries, um, some of the smaller ones as well. Some of the places that around Nashville do not have it with their public library because of the cost of it. But you can, I, I don't know if you can pay for a hoopla, but there, like I said, there's other ways. There's Comixology, which you can buy individually um, or you can buy volumes of. And that's one of the things that's interesting to me is I wonder how this ripple effect is going to continue in this market. Like, you know, obviously we're seeing where... Uh, film companies are changing their approach. They're mm -hmm. releasing things digitally, either early or, um, I mean, was it like, was it Upward, Onward? Onward, the, Onward, yeah, yeah, the yeah, Pixar yeah. movie. Yep. It's coming out digitally already. Um, I, you know, and that's the thing that a lot of people have been talking about before is if, if cinema as a whole was necessary anymore because of the, because of the way that we have technology today. Mm -hmm. You know, like, why not why could why couldn't you spend 
now I know there's 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 one catch I can think of. But if you spend like fifty bucks on on a, on a movie, would you see? Would you pay fifty dollars to see like a brand the the newest Marvel movie uh, in the comfort of your own home? Fifty dollars? Yeah, we'll say fifty bucks to watch a brand new movie instead of going to the. Theater. Oh, that just came out like yeah. that day. Instead of going to the theater. Mm, yeah, I mean, yeah, because I could have other people over to my house and they could all pitch in. Five bucks each, ten people over, and we're watching the movie. And that is the reason why probably, that's the reason why there hasn't been that shift, is because they can't control who's and how many people are watching them. Mm-hmm. I remember there was actually a story once about the NFL trying to figure out a way to, um, when it comes to like p- people doing Super Bowl parties, they were trying to find a way to uh, have basically have a TV camera scan a room to know how many people were in the room watching it so that way you couldn't show it to more than like 10 people which yeah. seems so well you know direct tv if you have it as a restaurant direct tv so um your rates for that like let's say you want to get the nfl package the sunday ticket mm-hmm. or you want to get the college basketball or just direct tv in general they charge you per seat no it's there's no flat rent for uh there's no flat rate for businesses mm-hmm. if you are a business they charge you i know sp- 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 excuse me Specifically in the hospitality industry, they charge you per, per seat. Basically, regardless if you're only going to be half full, you don't expect full attendance for football this Sunday, mm-hmm. you're still paying per per seat. Yeah, that's the same reason why a lot of places don't show the big fight. Mm-hmm. I really do think this is going to be a shift in the way business is done. In the, I, things are already moving to digital. This is just going to speed it up exponentially. And it really is going to ruin, like in terms of hospitality, I was texting with Joey uh, the other day, Joey from Poor Man's Movie Review. Mm-hmm. And uh, I basically told him, I said, I think probably, a, so Nashville's booming right now. There's a new restaurant. I'm in the hospitality industry, which is how I lost my job. Right. There's restaurants popping up all over the place in Nashville up until then. And I told him, I said, I think that a third of all Nashville restaurants will probably not open, um, reopen again, and that three quarters of any open in the last year probably won't survive. Especially right. if this lasts longer than three weeks. People don't have, could you imagine if March 6th was the day you opened your brand new store? Like you've been working hard on opening your own business for six months or a year, and you, your brand, your grand opening was March sixth. You're fucked. I can kind of understand. Remember, I graduated college in September of two thousand eight. <laughs> so yeah. I graduated into a recession. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm like I said, the ripple effect of how this is going to affect all these industries is interesting. I know there's tons of movies that have been affected. Um, for example. Bloodshot, mm-hmm. the most directly and personally, we were going to go see this movie. Mm-hmm. I can't say that I was extremely excited about it, <laughs> but um, it has, it, you know, I mean, I, it was in theaters for a moment. I, I don't know that anything's in theaters now because most theaters are closed. Yeah, right? most yeah. theater companies have closed up. Um, but like, let's see here. I know recently, No Time to Die. No Time to Die has been postponed. It was supposed to be released uh, pretty soon, the new Bond movie. It's postponed until November. Um, Quiet Place Part Two that was supposed to open up this month, it's just been delayed. Mm-hmm. They haven't given a date yet. Um, there's some other movies like uh, Peter Rabbit Two, Sad Face, Fast and Furious Nine it's supposed to come out in May. It's got delayed until April of next year. Black Widow, Black Widow has been delayed. They don't they don't have a they don't have a current date for that. Last I saw, in 1984, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 1984 has been delayed as well. Wow. So, I mean, then that's a, that one's slated to come in June. So I guess it's one of those things like we don't know. And also if the economy and people, which to me when I say the economy, my definition of the economy is individual human beings' wallet and bank account. Um, when people's personal economy is, is in the shit, like... No one's, you know, a movie like Black Widow is not going to pull as, you know, movies not going to pull as much money because that's going to that should should be low on the total. Mm-hmm. Um, Mulan, Mulan, for example, um, they're looking, you know, it's it, it was supposed to be coming oh, out the live action, yeah, the live action one. Um, that's a big big movie for Disney. They put million hundreds of millions mm-hmm. of dollars into that movie, so it's been delayed. They're looking for new release dates this year. What about uh, it was supposed to? It was actually supposed to open today as of this recording. Wow. What about uh, Birds of Prey? Uh, Birds of Prey has already made its run, but oh, it's coming oh, to it digitally did. soon. Oh, yeah, because yeah, it, it came out in February. <laughs> Shut up. That was a joke. Uh, however, I'll come back to that one. Um, let's see here. What else we got on here? Uh, Little Mermaid. Supposed to start production. It did not. Wow. Um, Shang-Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings. 
Is that yeah. a movie or a show? What? Shang-Chi. The movie. It's a movie? Yeah, the, it's a big Marvel movie. I know it's a Marvel movie, but I didn't realize, I didn't know Shang-Chi was getting his own movie. I thought he was getting a show. We talked about this on this podcast. <sighs> I'm sorry, man. Because it's, see, okay, so Marvel needs to work on their Shang-Chi-ness, to mm-hmm. be frank, because you're only about, you're truthfully the third person that should know that I've talked to about Shang-Chi, and they're like, what? What's Shang-Chi? I mean, I know who he is, but I thought when you and I talked about it, we talked about a show on uh, Disney Disney Plus. Oh, no. Shang-Chi is getting a movie. Shang-Chi, oh, because it's Shang-Chi and it. the Legend of the Ten Rings, because they're going to fix what, what they did in Mandarin and yeah. Iron Man 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Shang-Chi gets a movie? Yeah. Nice. Daredevil. Well, yeah, he did. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah, Daredevil did get a movie. <laughs> Uh, there's a few other things too, like you know Guillermo del Toro's movie Nightmare Alley, which I love him. Yeah. Um, it's suspended production, and they don't know. You know it, that, that's all we know. Sadly, Shrunk, which was uh, Rick Moranis, was is returning in the Honey I Shrunk the Kids franchise. Uh-huh. It's gonna it's a new Disney film. It was in a pre-production. It's now been postponed as well. Did we ever talk about whatever happened to Rick Moranis? On this podcast, I know you and I have. I just can't remember if we. I don't know if we talked about it on air. Do you know why he disappeared? No, I don't. If I'm not mistaken, I believe his wife passed away. Yes, but he left movies to take care of his kids. Yeah, he left. He gave up his movie career to be a dad, to be a father. I think that's the most admirable thing somebody could ever do. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, not ever, but you know. And knowing how long ago he quit, he should have come back already. So I'm upset that he hasn't. (laughs) Rick, your kids have been 25 years. Yeah, your kids have been gone for a while, dude. Yeah, like they don't need you at home anymore. (laughs) We need you. But anyway, he was supposed to be returning in Shrunk, which I'm looking forward to whenever it does hopefully happen because mm-hmm. um, it's him and Josh Gad. Josh Gad plays his son Nick all grown up. Oh, right on. And I mean, I always love Shrunk oh, Shrunk kids, right? Yeah, Josh Gad's in um, Avenue 5 on HBO right now. It's it's all right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, there's a Home Alone. character's very over the top. First of all, there's a Home Alone reboot. Uh, but it's been suspended because it should be. Yeah. Um, that's, one, that's one you shouldn't touch. Yeah, there was a, oh yeah, there was the Elvis movie that um, which I don't give a flying shit about, but uh, Tom Hanks was making an Elvis movie. Tom Hanks is is uh, yeah, he's a co-star in it. I don't think he's not. I don't think he's playing Elvis because that'd be weird. Yeah, he's way too old. But, well, yeah, yeah, he's already older than Elvis ever was. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, him and Rita Wilson both tested positive for uh-huh. that virus for coronavirus, and now they're. Now they've made her. They've they've recovered though. Did you see her TikTok where she wrapped uh, OPPs? Was it was it uh, uh, Naughty by Nature OPP? Really? Was, yeah. No. I, was, I had feel me flow stuck in my head. But yeah, she wrapped uh, the first verse of uh, like nailed it, <laughs> nailed it. So um, also mission. Let's see her Mission Impossible Seven. It's been it's been halted. Um, let's see. So basically, every movie, any good movie that's going to be made, I see Knives Out is already available. Although that did come out a couple months ago. Knives Out came out in like November, did it? Yeah. God, man, I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm getting older. <laughs> Jurassic World Dominion. Um, its production has been paused. That was the third, I guess, third uh, Chris Pratt part of. Yeah. Is he in, in that one? Mm-hmm. Him and Bryce Dallas Howard. I assume Bryce Dallas will be back for that. Um, let me see if there's anything else that really sticks out. Yeah. So Batman. Um, they halted production on the Batman uh, for at least two weeks. As far as I know, it still is halted, which is aggravating. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, Fantastic Beasts three. It's put. It's had to postpone its production. And above all, the one movie, the one movie that has been delayed, and I hope it just gets delayed again. The New Mutants. <laughs> Why don't you want to see it? Because at this point, I just want it to be delayed. Because it was it was it was supposed to come out two years ago. Yeah. Or you know, uh-huh. and and the the trailer is even older than that. Well, like this has been rumored movie, to come out for a long. Like more than just like two or three years. It's been rumored for years, hasn't it? Yeah, it had been made. But it was supposed to have been in theaters two years ago. Like they were talking about a new uh, New Mutants movie right after the success of the very first X Men, weren't they? Yeah, that was one of the properties like that they were picking up. Ninety two thousand ish. The first X Men was about ninety nine. Earlier, yeah, it was early two thousands. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it was supposed to open on April third. Mm-hmm. That's been delayed until no new release date's been set either. And I just hope that it doesn't ever get set. I I want the idea of the New Mutants to be a movie that that it'll be like. Uh, 
you know, we'll just, all, out of all the other movies that we've ever heard of, where it's like, well, there was actually a movie made. Was there a movie made? It's like Superman Lives with Nicolas Cage. Remember? Huh? Yeah, Nicolas Cage was... Kevin Spacey? Nope. Nicolas Cage... Oh, it was always rumored to be made. Burton, yeah. The Tim Burton Superman movie, which mm-hmm. they went into pre-production for, um, and there was all this test footage of it. Like, I want it to be like that, where it's just like, it becomes this, 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 this... This fairy tale of a movie, this legend of like. Uh, wait, Nicolas Cage was gonna play Superman? Yes. Jesus Christ, he's got way too bad of a hairline to play, play Superman. Oh, he had long hair too. This was like Con Air. His long hair is so greasy and nasty looking. Oh, too. it's Con Air too. Oof. So it's right around that time frame. His hair yeah, was, he was pretty cut for Con Air though. He was cut, but he needed to be more and more than cut. Oh, yeah, he's not Superman. Oh, no. no. He's not Superman. I'm sorry, but. And it was also gonna be directed by Tim Burton. I'm sorry, anyone can play Superman that they want, but we all know Christopher Reeves is Superman. Yeah. I like Henry Cavill. Ah, damn it. That's a good point. Yeah. But Christopher Reeves, man. I'm he was not, Superman I am for not like into the Christopher Reeves. Years. I'm not that old. I'm not old enough. And, <clears throat> oh, just wait. I'll let you borrow my Superman. That's an allergy all call, by the four. way. <laughs> <laughs> it's got, it's the one disc that's got all four movies on it. And you really got to pay attention to Superman for the quest for the, the quest for peace. Yeah, yeah, it's a terror. I've heard this. No, well, I remember seeing it when I was a kid in the movie theater. That's yeah, a fucking terrible movie. That was originally supposed to have Bizarro Superman in it too. You should go was look it? up. Yeah, they actually made a Bizarro costume for that too. Um, they just never made it to screen. I forget. I think it was illegal reasons. Um, well, so, what? Well, I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say. So you know, just like that, we've got all these other movies being delayed. So you and I were chatting, and I was like, well, what kind of movie should we watch? And I think we talked about watching a, well, let's just watch something that we haven't seen in a while, or let's watch, let's go, let's go old. And I was like, let's watch an old comic book movie. But wait a minute, before we get into what we watched. Okay. We do have to address, Bloodshot was supposed to be our next one. Yes, it got postponed, but yes. we do need to be honest about it. Oh, yeah. Neither of us, we did, and neither <laughs> of us are upset that it got postponed. No, Because quite frankly, we weren't going to watch it. <laughs> Then now, well, I mean, I was maybe gonna, later, maybe later on down, but not for an episode, uh, not for an issue. Well, we, well, here's the thing. Let's let's touch on Bloodshot. Sure. Um, we read some Bloodshot. We did. And now I've read some Valiant before. I enjoyed Exo Man of War. Um, hey, you talked about it. Yep, yeah, I enjoyed Exo Man of War. I've enjoyed I enjoyed Faith a little bit, even though whenever they put Hillary Clinton on the cover back in 2016, it was quite clear that all they had done was made a political statement in their comic book, and that kind of bothered me. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of any political affiliation, it was just like, oh, so you made a plus-sized female superhero just for the clickbait, right. really. So, mm-hmm. okay, gotcha. Because um, they didn't continue, they haven't continued with that character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's no offense to Jody Hauser, the writer. She was a fantastic writer. She's gone on to do even better things. Mm-hmm. But, um, man, so how far, how much of Bloodshot did you read? So, on Hoopla, they didn't have... You're the person who reads everything. Uh, on Hoopla, they did not have his original stuff, like what he originally wrote. So I, the like shit I from the 90s? You, yeah. I always like to go back to the beginning and read a couple issues so I can get a base of the character. You know, I know I can go online and read about him on Wikipedia or Comicpedia or Vine or Comic Vine or whatever I want to read him on. But I like to read the actual issue just to kind of get a feel for myself. Now, so, some back history there for you, though. Um, Valiant, most of that old Valiant was um, uh, Joe Casada was working there at the time. Okay. I forget the name of the. We talked, we touched on this a little bit mm-hmm. regarding uh, uh, my feelings about Jeff Johns and mm-hmm. the way DC was ran for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Dodato, who's the Dio, who's now gone. Mm-hmm. But you know, at the same time, one of the there was a very divisive publisher who bought Valiant in the early 90s and brought, and kind of revitalized it. That's where we got Joe Quesada drawing Ninjak, um, Exo Manowar, and he eventually had, a, in it, that's where Exo Manowar even had a, a crossover team up with Iron Man. Mm-hmm. They even had a video game together really? in the in the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was trash. Oh. But um, just like every the fucking thing about comics in the 90s was trash. And so... There's a, there's a, there's like whoever has the rights, the rights for that shit's changed. So Valiant's under a different company now, which is why we can only read the newer stuff from Valiant. Right. Which I can tell you right now, though, the older is worse. So I got, I think it was the 2012 issue mm-hmm. uh, where they start over one through four, I think is what they had on Hoopla. Is that the same one you read? 
Uh, yeah, I think the first volume, I think they managed to get six in the first volume, though. But I wouldn't know, because I think I only read three issues. So, I read all four of them. Ooh. There was four. Okay. In 2012 one, there was four of them there. Um, I mean, I pretty much feel the same. I will say this, the, the third and fourth issues were a little better. But the first and second issues were so fucking hard to read, man. They were just, it wasn't just necessarily the, um, uh, the writing, it just, I don't know, man, it didn't flow together very well. I mean, I, I say it wasn't necessarily the writing. It was, it was the writing, but it wasn't necessarily the story, I mean. Yeah. It was, the story was confusing, the way it was written was confusing, it was, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't there like some time jumping going on? Yeah, they were trying, no, it was, it was more like personality jumping, because there's so many personalities in Bloodshot, because yeah. he's been killed and remade as this government operative. He doesn't, he doesn't have a past. We're going to give him fake ideas of what his past are so that way we can oh, yeah, control right. it. Yeah, yeah so it's really weird. And man. so that he's got like a thousand different families in his head that, you know, so he's he, he's he's gone through loss all these different mm -hmm. times for them to control him. It's, which, okay, was poorly executed, mm -hmm. which was the first couple of issues. So it got a little bit better after it tried stopping explaining all that. The mm -hmm. third and the fourth got a little better, but it wasn't anything I wanted to read anymore. No. I wasn't. I, was, I got incredibly bored with it. The art style was okay. Um, I think that art style is for someone, but every time I see the art style that they used in Valiant Comics during that time, mm -hmm. it reminds me of um, whenever I see like porn comics on the shelves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it's got that weird glossy, like highlighted coloring and something mm -hmm. to it, and I just I'm immediately turned off by. It. I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it wasn't for me. Um, so instead of watching a bad movie. We watched a. We instead of watching a bad bad movie, we went back into the '90s when everything was trash, and uh, we watched a good bad movie based on your suggestion. Mm -hmm. This this relies upon you, and I can say this: we did discuss this multiple times in EarthCon. Red, er, I'm sorry, Redcon Earth One. Oh, you did discuss this. Oh, we discussed uh, it. I, it took me about five seconds to name Spawn. Yes. Now we didn't ever watch it together or anything back then, but uh, we had talked about. Making a uh, uh, our own commentary track, yeah, like Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Watching it. So obviously, you know, here we are now on our three, mm -hmm. um, which is just so much better <laughs> with all these. I mean, did you hear the first half of the show? But anyway, yeah, we decided to watch Spawn, mm -hmm. nineteen ninety seven Spawn from a director that doesn't matter um, from. <laughs> I don't know. Spaz Williams did the uh, the special effects so much so that they named the dog after him. Did you notice that the dog's name? There was a dog. His dog's name was Spaz. I didn't actually. I saw the dog, but I didn't notice that. Um, yes, starring Michael J. White, Martin Sheen. Yeah, there were some fairly big names for the time in there. What's her name? Teresa Rankle. Rankle. To Randall. Teresa Randall. Randall, who you may not have heard of, but was actually in some pretty good movies. We. We learned uh, in the 90s. Oh, yeah. She was in loads of shit. She was in Hamburger Hill. She was in... Was it Hamburger Hill? Nope. That's Notting Hill? That's an old movie. No, she was in the Bad Boys movies. She was. She was also in Malcolm X. Malcolm X. She was in... Um, other movies. Know, other stuff. Other stuff in the 90s. Um, she's basically, if you've ever seen bad, any of the Bad Boys movies, she's Martin Lawrence's wife. Yes. So that's a very easy face to place. Um, Martin Sheen. Um, John Leguizamo. Of course. So, I mean, there are some there. decently good names in this. However, I did also go back and look at Martin Sheen's filmography. The dude's made like 100 movies, so I would imagine probably 90% of them are garbage. Yeah, so uh, the things you were thinking about is, oh, man, Teresa Randall is in a lot of stuff. Space Jam. She was Michael, Michael Jordan's wife. Michael Jordan's wife. Yeah. Jungle Fever. Jungle Fever, that's what it was. What did I say? I, dude, you said Notting Hill? Wait, yeah. Wait, and then wait, you said Hamburger Hill. Hamburger Hill. I, I don't even know if she was a lot. Uh, Hamburger Hill was 87, because I just learned that Don Cheadle was in it. That's why it was on my mind. Oh, okay. Weird rabbit hole. She was also in an episode of Seinfeld, more importantly. Um, to us. But, yeah, I mean, everybody has seen Spawn. It is one of the many movies, in my opinion, from the 90s, where the movie... You just fucking chuck it out the window. But the soundtrack was fantastic at the time. Mm -hmm. I remember I told you there was other movies like that. Mortal Kombat. Mortal mm -hmm. Kombat was trash. But the soundtrack was amazing. Mm -hmm. That soundtrack carried us through the late 90s. So did Spawn. Like, there was a time then. It doesn't happen anymore. Like, for example, I'll give you a perfect example right now. 
What is the Avengers theme song? Hum it for me. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like there was a time where the music from the movie was as important, if not more important. I mean, it was as, it was as important as you remember when the when the video game tie-in was a big deal. Yeah, the, the, the terrible video game would come out for the movie. Mm-hmm. They needed toys for a movie, which spawned the movie. Of course, had lots of toys. Oh, toys. I remember Todd McFarlane. Um, Hallowed be his name. But there was, I remember, you know, like God, Daredevil, mm-hmm. the movie, terrible movie. Yes, fun soundtrack. Was it? I don't. I don't know that I remember that. Yeah, one. there was a whole bunch. Of, there was a bunch of songs. Well, like I mentioned before, the Crow said, "Crow Two City of Angels mm-hmm. soundtrack is fantastic." And the movie's mm-hmm. trash. Yeah, it was actually the last movie that had the Yellow Ranger in it. <clears throat> Which one? Um, the Yellow Ranger Trini, the Asian, the Asian girl. Yeah. Um, Dwight Trang, Ty Trang. Oh, she was in Crow Two. She was in Crow Two City of Angels, and shortly after that movie, she died in a car accident on the way to a wedding. So oh wow! Yeah. There's just some random trivia. I even know the fucking girl's name. Yeah. Not to mention the fact Brandon Lee died filming The Crow. Mm-hmm. I know she didn't die while filming, but she died right afterwards. Yeah. Well, The Crow's cursed, you know. It was one of those many... There movies. has always been talk about that. It was like... It was one of the many things during the 90s that was uh, satanic, if you remember. The Crow? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Crow I, mean, I can imagine that. I remember uh, being told that Spawn was that way, because, of course, he's from hell. Um, if they came out in the 80s when I was like a kid, then I would have known all this because my mom would have told me I wouldn't have been allowed to watch it. Right. I think yeah. we've addressed I wasn't allowed to watch Smurfs and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. He-Man. You couldn't watch He-Man? No. No, man. Why? Was her Morgana? Was that her name? Not to mention Skeletor. Skeletor has a face, a skull of a skull. I'm familiar. So he looks very demonic and he carries a staff with the head of a lamb on it, which I think is some demonic symbol, apparently. A goat. I think it's a, a goat. goat. Goat's head, goat? yes. Goat's head with the with the horns. Well, no, that makes sense. But, I mean, was your mother... Your religious, yes. And I'm speaking on this because, you know, I think we have very similar similar situations mm-hmm. here. But was your mother aware that there's a skull inside her head at the same given time? Maybe. Does that make her satanic on the inside? At the time, I don't know if she did. Now she does because she was an artist. My mom went to school at the age of 40 and became an RN. Oh, well, that's good. Did she learn anything else? <laughs> I'm just gonna okay. Cut so, that <laughs> um, so it's uh, Spawn. Yeah, we we all know the story of Spawn. There's no reason to break that down. If you don't know the story of Spawn, then you're not fucking listening to this. Um, but now I actually told you recently that the Spawn comic, mm-hmm. in my opinion, and I've read the first hundred. I think around 150 issues of mm-hmm. it. It's not bad. It's really not. It's mm-hmm. it, it's it's not great by any means. It's 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 you know. But it's fun. It's mm-hmm. a good. It's a it's a fun read. Um, I like the the. I don't have any idea where the direction of Spawn is now. He just released issue three hundred. I know in the last few months, and it was this big big deal because mm-hmm. there was so many different covers from it. But uh, Todd has been. Todd has always owned um, Spawn. He has never. He, he doesn't own all of the characters, which is why there were some changes for the movie. Um, but he he's always written it wrote it or I'm sorry written it draw, drew it and no he didn't always draw it but he's always written it mm-hmm. so at one point uh, Greg Capullo was the main artist for it which I mean their styles are extremely similar mm-hmm. and um, he's always published it so I mean why wouldn't he just keep making it he's going to make Spawn until he dies mm-hmm. or until he just quits and I don't know that he's ever been, I have a feeling he'll quit when he dies because mm-hmm. he's trying to get a new movie a new Spawn movie made now which he you needs to have heard he <laughs> needs to we demand this. Like, we need the Spawn movie during the coronavirus shutdown. Right. That will bring us all out of it. Everybody everybody keeps talking about how employers need to pay and do this and that. And I agree with all that. You know, concessions need to be made for the general public. But what about the concessions of fucking Netflix or Amazon Prime actually opening their cache of videos that we can watch without fucking paying for it? I have no job. I can't pay you, Amazon. Sorry. Well, Jeff Bezos did just reach out to everybody to help pay for his employees because Amazon's hurting. <laughs> He's asking for donations Please. for his business. That dude could give everybody in America like 10 bucks and still have a fucking oh. billion dollars or some oh. shit like that. Since, since, since you cracked the egg, uh, I did some math the other day. Uh-huh. Um, and no, this hasn't been edited, by the way. This is how the conversation just just happened. Yeah. Um, 
the owner of Hobby Lobby, mm-hmm. who oh, is just known yeah. for really caring about his, his caring about the needs of uh, people versus his religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, he just decided that Hobby Lobby is going to remain open mm-hmm. because he considers what they do to be a bit essential. Mm-hmm. Kind, I don't disagree with that statement just because it is art supplies. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Walmart has art supplies, but they're shit. Right. <laughs> uh, but you know, Michaels has art supplies, so let's just keep Michaels open and Hobby Lobby can, you right, know, out the window too. Um, so he recently said that. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, never mind that most of his employees are uh, paid minimum ten dollars an hour. Mm-hmm don't have health benefits, don't have those things. You just have to be full-time and Hobby Lobby systematically keeps their employees out of full-time mm-hmm. so that they don't have to give them benefits. He has 32,000 employees. Mm-hmm. He is worth $6.4 billion. Mm-hmm. If he gave every single one of his employees right now, he doesn't need to, I'm not saying he should, but if he gave every single one of his employees right now $10,000, he would still be worth over $6 billion. Right. That's the whole, yeah. So why wouldn't like if if that was me, for one I wouldn't have I wouldn't have six billion dollars I, I I couldn't fathom having that kind of money right. just hoarding it like a fucking dragon but I would um, I would like hey everybody I'm shutting down the stores and I'm gonna give you all five thousand mm-hmm. dollars for the next couple months like I don't know what's happening right now but I want you to go home and I want you to take care of your shit and mm-hmm. as your employer I care about you because you're you're the most right. viable part of my business be safe. Right. Be we safe. gotta and stay alive. Be safe. Come back to work when it's open again. But we gotta get a, you know, maybe we can get. We don't even get. We don't have comic books right now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so Spawn went down to hell, and obviously there's some kind of thing going on where, you know, uh, Jason Wynn, his evil boss, mm-hmm. he gets a pacemaker put into his heart. Mm-hmm. So if he dies, then a biological weapon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is going to get released on the uh, on on the Earth because mm-hmm. I believe they what they do is they show up an atlas, mm-hmm. one of those proper maps of the Earth, and you just see the big green cloud spreading everywhere. Yep, that's the part that um, Optimus Prime narrates in the trailer. Is it really? It is. Yeah. When that map was going, I was actually going to tell you that when I was saying that, but I was like, yeah, it's too much. Well, Frank Walker, as I told you, is the voice of my Bolgia, which yeah. you can just hear him in there. That oh, you know, mm-hmm. um, I love his voice. Get a movie. What do you think about it? So you haven't seen this movie in probably 20 years. I haven't seen it since pretty much it came out. Right. I, so, I, saw, I mean, I saw it 23 years ago. Years, but. Yeah. Uh, the special effects were terrible, especially for the time. I think we all saw it on VHS. Time period. I probably didn't see it on VHS. Um, so I, you would have noticed... One, you wouldn't have noticed it as much back then on VHS. No. And two, I think back then I still was watching it going... This is pretty bad. This is this. pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Um, it was even worse digital. What I remember whenever I was a kid, yeah, it's one of those movies that doesn't need to be watched in HD. No. Um, no, not at all. I mean, you know, say what you want about George Lucas, mm-hmm. but at least the with uh, the special effects are shit. But whenever he went through and touched up his movies, I was all for that. Mm-hmm. I was all for going through and like, you know, touching up some of those like weird. Oh yeah, when they put out once the the first three had been done, and they put out like the set, they sent the, the special edition, the special edition stuff. Yeah, yeah. Hey, he shouldn't have done any of the CG bullshit, the add-in stuff. Yeah, yeah they added in crap. But as far as like in Cloud City, putting in some more windows, making the world look a little bit bigger, mm-hmm. cool. I'm fine with that. Right. But uh, putting in a bunch of Jar Jar Binkses, no, no, you shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. So there's a limit to these things. But yeah, you know what? He knew that his movies were going to be viewed on a bigger format throughout time, and so that made sense to do that. Spawn is not one of those movies that translates very well from VHS. No. Um, I actually I encourage you, if you haven't ever seen it, there's an HBO miniseries. The, the uh, cartoon? Yeah, the cartoon. Yeah. It was very good. Uh, I watched an episode or two of it, but it's like the... I don't know what you call that, but it's like a comic panel running across the screen. It's yeah. not like action you know what i mean i don't know what you call that it's almost like a picture movie mm-hmm. yeah it's very much it's much more uh really drama i have a really hard time getting into those i don't know why i like reading comic books which is basically the same thing but i don't know when it's on the screen it's hard for me to i'd rather just read it yeah the um uh i don't know man like but i know it's very highly it's highly recommended and it's yeah i think it I'm not mistaken, did it win some awards? Did yeah, it, didn't win. it won it some did. awards. Yeah. Um, Todd McFarlane wrote it as well. Yeah. So it's fairly highly rated. I just, 
didn't care for it. Shows that he can adapt things some ways, but, you know, <laughs> he didn't write, to be fair to Todd, Hollow would be his name, um, the Todd father did not write uh, the Spawn movie. Mm-hmm. So it was only things based on what he did. He's That's why he's trying to um, wrestle and keep this, that's why he's being precious right now about this new Spawn movie mm-hmm. that he's been working on. Luckily, he did get in touch. He's working, last I heard, he's working with Bloomhouse. Mm-hmm. Bloomhouse is, of course, who made Get Out. Mm-hmm. Um, they've made, was it those, uh, um, all those movies people like. Was it, what's, what's those movies with the, they did Babadook. They did the, what's the? Babadook? Conjuring. Oh, Conjuring. Okay, they did gotcha. The Conjuring. Uh, what's the movie with the Baba Duck with the thing? And everybody's like, it's scary. Baba Yeager? It's not scary at all. No, come on, man. It's the Baba Duck. Isn't that the name of it? The Baba Duck? Baba Yaga is the like Yiddish boogeyman. No, but we know I've been hearing is. in all different kinds. I heard it first in John Wick, now I hear it in almost every movie. The Hellboy? Ba- yeah. Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga, yeah. Uh, but that's not what you're trying to say? No, that's the name of the movie. Yeah, it is the Baba Duck. Baba Duck? I've never heard of it. You never heard of the Baba Duck? Everyone no. in the whole wide world was telling me I need to watch this movie. It was the scariest movie they had ever seen. Did you watch it? Nope. Gotcha. Is it part of the Conjuring? No, I no. think it, I, I. Let me double check so I don't want to be wrong. But I thought it was connected to Bloomhouse, but it is not. So yeah, I'm glad I checked that. But okay. no, the Conjuring is. Um, there. So Jason Bloomhouse, I believe is his name. Um, Bloomhouse Productions. <clears throat> They're very good about making you know movies like Sinister, Get Out, Purge, Paranormal Activity. Maybe they didn't do Conjuring. Insidious. That's it. That's the one I'm thinking of. Um, they're very good about producing movies and keeping the rights and the creative creative ideas to the people who want to make the movies. Their idea is also like to make movies on an incredibly low budget but do them really well. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, Jordan Peele and James Wan. And I think that's what it is, James Wan. He's the connection between all these things. But in my Shyamalan even, they, a lot of these people can work with them. They keep their movies at a low budget, but they, but they, make, them, they, they make them so well that they make huge returns. Um, let's see here. So, like, I'll give you an example. Upgrade. Upgrade was a really good movie, by mm-hmm. the way. Um, it's on HBO. I haven't watched it, though. Oh yeah, Happy Death Day. That's one I want to see because I've heard a lot of great things about it. Um, which movie did I just tell you I was going to do? Get Out. Yeah, no. That's not the one you said. It's not the one I said? Well, I'm going to go with Get Out. All right. For example, Get Out had a budget of $4.5 million mm-hmm. and it made over $255 right. million. Mm-hmm. That's, a big, that, you know, that's a big success. Even some of the smaller ones, stuff like, um, you know, he did, the, okay, Bloomhouse did a Black, The Black Klansman. Mm-hmm. Which is a great fucking movie. Right? Uh, Black Klansman uh, was made for fifteen million dollars, mm-hmm. made over ninety three million. So like they have that would be ninety three million in the theaters. Yeah, in theaters. Wow. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess it's not a big budget blockbuster. It was a great movie. I highly recommend it. If you if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Yeah, Jason Jason Bloom. That's his name, not Jason. Yeah, Bloom. Jason Bloom. Did he used to be a professional skateboarder? Um, before I tell you that, the other example I wanted to give you though was Whiplash. Uh huh. Uh, which, the, drum, the drumming with the, uh, Miles Teller, mm-hmm. which won Academy Awards. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's really, really good. The and uh, you know, yeah, with J.K. J.K. Simmons, he won an Academy Award for it, didn't he? Um, I believe so. Budget for that movie was three point three million dollars. But so Jason Bloom was he a B L U M right? Yeah, B L U M. He was a. Whoa, am I wrong? Let's see here. Ooh, Ooh. He worked for the Weinstein's. Oh. Okay, then I'm wrong. Maybe I'm thinking of Birdhouse and Tony Tony Hawk. That's what you're thinking about, yeah, Birdhouse. <laughs> Tony Hawk. It's a little different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Todd's trying to get this movie made with mm-hmm. Bloomhouse. Um, what's his name from Ray? I'm not Ray. Jamie Foxx? Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is currently oh. connected to play the role of Spawn. Mm-hmm. But he wants to treat Spawn... What I had heard is he was wanting to treat Spawn as Jaws in the movie. Like, you don't see him much. He's more in the shadows. He's hidden. Is that how the comic is written? No, but that's the thing. Todd wants to make the movie this way, which I'm, which is interesting. Mm, yeah. Because there's a lot of really good... Uh, like, one of the great things... One of the good things in the comic is that there's a lot of side characters that are really good. Um, at one point, Kevin Smith was working on a series on uh, for Amazon Prime 
of uh, what's those two guys' names? Sam and Twitch, which are two detective characters that are in the Spawn comics gotcha. that are pretty popular. They're also featured in the HBO cartoon miniseries I was telling you about. Gotcha. That we we're just talking about Sam and Twitch. Sam and Twitch, isn't it Sam and Twitch? I don't know. I believe yes, it is Sam and I've Twitch. I've never read uh, a single issue of Spawn. I, you know what? You got time? I do. I'd say check it out. I probably will. Um, towards the beginning, like there was a few characters that that he had in Spawn. Um, so there was some of the changes from the comic from the movie. Mm-hmm. In the comic, he was killed by Al Simmons was killed by Chapel. Mm-hmm. Chapel was created by ooh, the other side of the Todd Father coin um, in the '90s, Rob Liefeld, mm-hmm. and um, he eventually went on to retcon this because Rob Liefeld. Um, and him had a big falling out because Rob Liefeld has a falling out with every, everybody around him. And uh, there was other characters though as well, like Cagliostro. Mm-hmm. He was created by Neil Gaiman mm-hmm. along with uh, the angel bounty hunter Angela, which we were talking about, mm-hmm. which was very weird to see her go to Marvel Comics because Marvel bought the rights for her of her from... Neil Gaiman. Now, what's interesting to me about that too is I found out. Does uh, side note: Does Marvel publish? Does Marvel publish the Sandman? No, that's okay. DC. Okay. Vertigo. Oh yeah, that's right. I knew that. Okay. Okay. So apparently, what happened is towards the beginning of Spawn, um, Todd McFarlane reached out to have a few a few issues written by other writers: mm-hmm. Alan Moore, Neil Gaiman. Um, those are the only ones that were immediately ringing bell because I was reading up on it. So Neil Gaiman wrote issue nine, which introduced Medieval Spawn and Angela mm-hmm. um, and Cogliostro. There was a legal battle there because apparently it was written so that way anyone that he created, Neil Gaiman would own the rights to. Todd said later on, no, it was just work for hire. So, you know, it's just whatever's in the book is just part of it. It's owned by, the, it's owned by me. It's in the mm-hmm. book. And there was a settling outside of court and it, le- it was a substantial settlement to where Neil Gaiman got back pay and he also got the rights to the characters, which is why he sold it off to Marvel. Gotcha. <laughs> Just kind of like a big fuck you. Um, but we do need to go back. We ne- You never did finish up with the um, uh, chapel. Yeah, so uh, like chapel. Yeah, chat. What was and what's the girl in the movie? Priest, priest. Yeah, the, the difference. In so for the movie, he made the character priest. Well, you never said where Chapel came from. Chapel came from Young Blood, which was created yeah. by Rob by Rob Liefeld. So um, Rob Liefeld owns the rights to Chapel. Chapel. Correct. So from the falling out, obviously he wasn't available for the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. so he couldn't use okay. the, he couldn't use the character for the movie. So Todd McFarlane made the character priest, which is similar to Chapel, except it's a girl, gotcha. and um, made. Ended up going back and retconning to where Chapel had nothing to do with Al Simmons at all. Right. Uh, he retconned it, so Priest is the one in the comic books now that yes. is responsible for killing Michael J. White. Al Simmons. Oh, sorry. Spawn. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Michael J. White's still with us. <laughs> um, and uh, let's see here. Is it? Yeah, it was Sam and Twitch. I just had to double check. Ooh, I'm just, I'm, that wasn't supposed to be a joke that I think Michael J. White should be killed. I was just thinking... No, you just, that's, the way, that's the way you know it. Right, I couldn't think of his name. That's the way you know him. And I don't think, yeah, I don't think, I don't. I want to say that the Sam and Twitch thing ended up dying in the water. Or maybe it was taken over for the fact that Todd McFarlane is getting this movie made. Um, let me see here. So, yes, there were two detectives resembling Sam and Twitch towards the end of the movie. And Jeremy Renner was announced to play Twitch in... The Spawn reboot. Wait, what is I this in production now? Uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm going to get to there. I was just looking. Yeah, here it is. Um, head of BBC America revealed that Kevin Smith was attached to write, direct, and produce a Sam and Twitch police procedural for BBC America, not Amazon. Gotcha. Um, similar to the comic book, each episode is a series. Each episode of the series is planned to follow a close-ended procedural format. Um, don't know if that's still happening because it's been a while. But yeah, the Spawn reboot. Um, this, wow, it's been that long. So Todd McFarlane announced it in early 2015. Um, he had confirmed that he had completed the script a year later for a film with a larger than normal page count because he's putting in the details for himself. And he also was hoping to direct it. That's never going to happen. 
putting in the details for himself. Yeah, like in the script, all the details for the movie. Oh, yeah, details about the way things should look. Oh, gotcha. Because, you know, that was absolutely missing in the movie we just watched. Yes, it was. It was Have you ever, the thing that bothered me when I was a kid with the Spawn movie mm-hmm. back in 97 was he had no cape. In, in the like, comic? In, no, in the movie. In the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had no cape. And in the he just comic, appeared every now and again. Yeah, and in the comic, his cape was always out. He had mm-hmm. a big cowl and everything. Um, but it was confirmed that McFarlane... Oh, in July of 2017, at least, it was confirmed that McFarlane would direct. It was going to be produced uh, by Bloomhouse. May of 2018, reported that Jamie Foxx was going to portray the main character. And the working title was going to be Tony Dynamite. Uh, November of last year, the film restarted development due to financial success of The Joker. November 2019? Yeah. Remember when Joker came out and all of a sudden rated R movies, comic book movies, for some reason got... That's like, oh, we could do this. We could become rated R and make and be be, 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 be Deadpool. Didn't show people that? Didn't Deadpool already show everybody right, that? Yeah. You know? Because, I mean, that's even what was going or on. Or Deadpool 2. They, they went on to adjust Logan. For the fact that Deadpool was so successful. Mm-hmm. They made it more brutal. They realized they could get away with these things and still be profitable. Um, so I hope that... I'd like to see it come about. You know, I'd like to see Todd Vision on screen. Yeah. yeah. I don't mind it. I mean, <clears throat> I'm sure the story was good for the one in 97, but it was just such a bad movie. It was. Movie. A, that was a really bad movie. It was just poorly, poorly written, poorly directed, poorly acted. But it's so bad, it's delicious. It was so bad. Uh, and the special effects were some of the worst special effects I've seen in a long time. Yeah, my, all of the scenes in hell. I, yes. I, this time, whenever we, were, we, we watched it, I, uh, I noticed how many of the demons in, in hell that are just like little spawns mm-hmm. were just like cycling animations over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Like there was that one guy with his arms out wide that yeah. was dancing. Literally dancing. You can see him like there's like five in a row. Mm-hmm. Like like there's every fifth one is this guy dancing, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, you didn't even try. Not to mention the fact it looks like they shot it in front of a giant like movie projected screen, as opposed <laughs> to the green screen with CGI because the graphics were that bad. Yeah, it was very. It just looked like a TV screen playing in the background. <laughs> it was. Uh, I'd say it was on par with Nintendo 64 graphics yeah. at the time. Um, there was a lot of video... Yeah, I mean, dude, video game cutscenes were better than, than a lot of the special effects in this movie. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, so, there you go. I mean, Spawn's fun. It's been streaming on a few different platforms. Keep an eye out for it. Don't pay money for it. There's no reason to. Like I just did. <laughs> I wasn't going to share that. But. Because Amazon won't make even little things like that free right now while I'm stuck at home. No, because they need donations for their own employees. Because right. no one has any money at Amazon. Trash. So, uh, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Um, things are a little bit weird right now, you know? Did you want to talk Injustice about? I want to read Injustice before we talk Injustice. So, just a side note for everyone before we wrap, put a bow on this. I, re- I think I did say this actually earlier. I read all the Injustices. Mm-hmm. So, uh... I think I've got Kyle wanting to read it now, so we'll talk about it at a later date. Yeah, there was a few things in Injustice that I had heard about that, that piqued my interest enough. Um, and the games are the grand games are fine. I'm not a fighting game person. Neither am I. It's the only fighting game I own. Really? Yeah. I like it that much. Well, how, what do you own it on? Uh, Xbox 360. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I've gone through mm, three controllers, I think, playing it. Have you been playing it because you've been reading? No, 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 not recently. Since I when I bought it back in the day when oh, I used okay. to play it a lot. Um, I first the way I found this was I was just one day going through games on uh, the app store, superhero games. I wanted to play a fighting game, mm-hmm. and so I started playing Injustice. I think Injustice came out before Marvel Contest of Champions because I played both of those games. But I was addicted to Injustice, man. I was playing it all the time when it first came out, and all I'm doing is swiping left and right to to do special moves and stuff like this. And then so when the game came out, I was like, oh, I'm buying the game. And so I watched it, play the game, beat it, um, not on the hardest level because that's fucking impossible. But the, the way they make the story mode is you can beat it with, you know, on, on a really easy level. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's still the same game, which is kind of cool. So it's really cool to watch. But basically what you can do is you can also go online to YouTube if you don't have the game and you can read the Injustice. So the Injustice that's out right now, it goes Injustice, year one through five. 
and it comes up to, and it leads up till the game Injustice dropped. Okay. The and first so you, Injustice. The first Injustice. So what you can do is you can read year one through year five, then you can just go on YouTube and watch the cutscenes. Right. It's about a two and a half hour animated movie and it's actually really good. I played the game, watched it all, but I've actually gone back and just watched the cutscenes mm-hmm. and it's just really good. So okay. it fills in the blanks for you. And then there's an Injustice 2 and all this other stuff that go on that I haven't read yet. Okay. So yeah, I was going to tell you actually that if you don't want to play the game, yeah, I've seen that online. You can just watch all the cutscenes from the game and get the entire story of the game of Injustice at least. So I, yeah, I think I'm going to do that instead. I would rather read it so we can talk about Gosh. it because I mean, I, what got me was knowing that Superman's bad because he has every reason to be in this. It was the fact that a yellow lantern ring came to him and they were like, mm-hmm. you, they were like, uh, Kal-El, you've been known to to instill fear in, in mm. many, many people. No, that's not how he gets it. Oh, you know? No, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going right. to let it go. Well, uh, I'm not going to give it up. But the one thing I will say, we'll review it after Kyle has a chance to read it, but I do want to highly recommend it for everyone. I'll say, I'll give you my review now. I won't save it for a spoiler. Okay. It's really good. Read it. We'll review it later. All right. But uh, other than that, just um, everybody wash your hands, wash your filthy fucking hands, um, maintain your social distance, or, you know, don't cry foul play whenever somebody else comes along and forces you back inside your fucking house to wash your dirty fucking hands.